Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy whatever you celebrate, happy almost new year. I hope everyone is having an absolutely magical holiday season and all your dreams come true. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> hello. We are nearing the end of the year and what a fucking year it has been. So I thought I would make a 2023 recap episode because this was one of the most exciting, challenging, unpredictable, just overall wild years I have had thus far. I feel like I learned so much about myself. I had a lot of success. I had a lot of failure. I had a lot of adventures and a lot of breakdowns along the way. <laughs> and I just feel like it's a perfect time to reflect on some of the highlights and challenges and lessons and things like that that I have learned this year. I am about to return to New York in a couple days and I'm very excited. I've been in Virginia for over two weeks now and I really needed it. I really needed some family time. I really needed some peace and quiet and just to get out of the city for a little bit. So it's been very nice to be in Virginia, but I'm just gonna get this started and I will take it from the top and run it back. Um, to start off, at the beginning of this year, I feel like I really dove headfirst into my recovery from anorexia and really just started giving it my all. And I technically started recovery in 2022, but I really, really devoted myself to healing as one of my goals for this past year. And I feel like I challenged myself to face my disordered thoughts more and change my behaviors and fully recover from this god-awful disorder. Because like in 2022, most of the recovery that I did was very focused on just making sure I was eating more. And as I went through that and healed so much through that, I then realized that recovering from the disordered thoughts is a whole different battle. So that's what I really focused on this past year. Recovery can make you feel like you are drowning and fighting a battle in your own head every single second of every single day. And I have gone through a lot of shit in my life, but anorexia was honestly one of the hardest things I've ever had to work through because it's just you versus yourself. It's you versus your own head. And I'm extremely proud of myself for all the progress I made this year in recovery because I feel like I've just done a really good job of pushing myself and continuing to just fight the thoughts and reprogram myself day after day. And of course I had some setbacks and times where it felt very difficult and a little bit too hard to keep going. But I am very happy that I continue to fight for my health and my happiness. And honestly, I'm in a place that I never thought I would get to. And it feels amazing. Even just from last Christmas to this Christmas. Last Christmas, I was freaking out about what people were putting in the dishes that I was eating. And I was eating because I had worked so hard on that part of recovery, but my mind was just going crazy. And I was just constantly beating myself up for eating still. Um, and this Christmas, it just feels so good to have this freedom around food, this freedom from those disordered thoughts, and I just can't even believe that I'm here. 
And I honestly never thought that this, the disordered thoughts would go away or even just get any quieter. But the more trust that I put into this process of recovery and the more time I've committed myself to getting better, the less the thoughts rule every second of my life. Of course, I still have disordered thoughts every now and then because it's just something that ruled my life for several years and habitual things like that don't just disappear when you decide to recover. But now I'm able to live my life around other things besides thoughts of food or eating or not eating or calories or exercising. And I never thought I would see the day where my disordered eating didn't control every thought. And I didn't think I could ever have a healthy relationship with food again. But here we are making great progress and I am very proud of myself for the work I did this year. I also really healed my relationship with exercise, which I didn't even acknowledge I had a problem with until like early this summer or like early spring. I was definitely over exercising and trying to compensate for the extra calories and extreme hunger that I was going through by burning more calories at the gym. And it was just a vicious cycle and I was exercising for the wrong reasons and would feel extremely guilty if I didn't get my 10,000 steps or if I didn't work out that day and would just really beat myself up about it and it was driving me insane and really just holding me back from fully recovering. I was completely overworking myself and never giving my body any time to recover or rest and I was just exhausted constantly. So I decided that I needed to quit the gym completely and just stop. And this was so fucking hard for me. And I went through all the feelings of guilt and anxiety and restlessness, but my body finally had the time it needed to just rest. I just kept fighting those feelings of guilt and allowing myself to take these days off and showing myself and my body the love and compassion I desperately needed to be giving it. And when I did start working out again, I didn't go back to the gym or get back on the treadmill. I started going to Pilates and I found this studio where they really emphasize listening to your body and building strength and feeling healthy. It is not about aesthetics. It's not about being thin. It's not about having ripped abs. It's about feeling strong and moving your body out of love and care rather than out of judgment or trying to change what it looks like and criticizing yourself. And now within the past um, like month, I have started going back to the gym, but with the mindset of just moving for the sake of my mental health and getting stronger and feeling stronger. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I also really started pushing myself out of my comfort zone socially this year, and I'm also very, very proud of myself for that because I have had social anxiety and just anxiety in general for as long as I can remember. And I've always found it very intimidating to make friends, especially in New York. And meeting new people has always been a challenge for me. But this is another thing that I just kept pushing through. And I have met so many amazing people this year. 
And another New Year's goal that I had last year was to make more girlfriends and find my like own little community of girls to have in my life. And I have definitely succeeded at that this year. And I've met so many beautiful and amazing women who have become my sisters, my shoulder to cry on, and my support system. And I am so grateful for every single one of them. I also worked my ass off this year. Um, I booked more modeling jobs than I ever have before. And I'm so grateful for my agency that I have now been with for over a year. But this was my first full year working with them. And I feel so proud of the success I've had with modeling and also really with this podcast. Because as you all might know, I was very hesitant to start this podcast back in March because not everyone in my life at the time was super supportive of the idea. And I just wasn't sure if anybody would listen to it or care about what I would have to say but I am so glad I started it and just blown away by the support that I've gotten from all you guys. And it means the absolute world to me. I never would have imagined it would turn into what it is now. And I'm just so grateful that everything I do work-wise is just so fun for me. I love my jobs. I love modeling. I love this podcast and I love working. And that makes me feel very lucky. I also started a new job this year, which is working in production um like the production side of the fashion industry and I've only done one job so far but I am very proud of myself for exploring new things and putting myself out there and learning something completely new to me. I also had the opportunity to be featured in Bal Harbor magazine. I was on the cover and also in an editorial inside the magazine and I did an interview for them as well about my podcast and my recovery journey and how it relates to the modeling industry and just like changes that I would like to see within the modeling industry. And I thought it was so amazing to have the opportunity to talk about that in a magazine because throughout my modeling career, before I was with this new agency, I was always told that this is just how the industry is. This is how people are gonna talk to you about your body. You are going to have to stick to this diet. You're gonna have to be this these measurements if you ever wanna be successful. And now I am really getting to combine my two passions, which are my podcast and modeling. And it was almost surreal to me to be given that platform to talk about something I'm so passionate about within the modeling industry that I was always told I had to shut up about and just deal with it. So it was scary to start talking about it. But the fact that people are acknowledging it within the industry and telling me that I can have a voice and I can speak out about these things. And yes, we do need changes within the industry. It just really, it was really special for me. And it was just incredible to feel so seen and so heard by people within the fashion industry. So that was really cool for me and just confirmed that I am doing something right by speaking up and people are listening. And I did the right thing by starting this podcast and speaking up about the things that matter to me. So don't let anyone tell you not to do something that you're passionate about because it will work out and it will mean something to someone else. Um, I also got to travel a little bit this year. I went to Mexico, Ibiza, Barcelona, Texas, California, North Carolina. And honestly, I know this sounds crazy, but I have not always been a huge fan of traveling. And I think it's because I do a lot of solo traveling for work. 
and it just stresses me out to be in a new place alone. It is always very rewarding in the end because I'm like, yeah, I totally crushed it and I did that all by myself and it makes me feel very capable and independent, but it is stressful and it definitely causes some anxiety for me. So I think this upcoming year, I want to travel just for fun, like with some friends, go on a girl's trip, take a road trip, maybe just like go somewhere for spring break or my birthday and just travel a little bit outside of work so I can relax a little bit more and enjoy a new place without any work responsibilities or stress like that. But it was really fun to get to go to all these new places this year. And hopefully I will see even more new places in 2024. Um, I know I haven't really talked about my family that much because it's just a subject that is super private for me. But I do have a little brother who is 18 and we are really, really, really close. He is my best friend. I love him so much. But this year, my family, we just kind of went through some shit together and I was not there for my brother or my parents in the way that I should have been. I distanced myself when I should have been more supportive and it definitely had a negative impact on my relationship with my parents, but also definitely with my brother. And if I could go back and change how I responded to that situation, I would, but I can't. So I had to own my shit and fix my relationship with him because at the end of the day, your siblings are going to be the people who are with you until the end. They share the same childhood as you and they've either known you for their whole lives or you've known them for your entire life. And as an older sister, I have the responsibility to be there for my brother because whether he admits it or not, he looks up to me. I'm an example for him. I kind of paved the way. And I know how hard it is to be a teenager. I've been where he is. So I can be there to support him and guide him as best I can. And our relationship is initiated by me most of the time. He's a teenage boy. He's not just going to come to me unless he knows that I am there for him. So I have to reach out. I have to be looking out for him. I have to let him know that I'm there for him whenever he needs me and give him the space and opportunity to reach out and open up. And that was an older sister duty that I was definitely neglecting. So I had to step up and fix that and rebuild that with him. And it was hard to do. It's hard to admit when you're wrong. It's hard to admit that you fucked up, but I did. And now our relationship is as strong as ever. And we're right back to where we were. And it's just great. I love him so much. Um, and I also did go through some hard times this year. I Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I struggled with some mental health issues. I did end up in a psych ward. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. <laughs> but I also committed myself to getting better and trying to heal and going to therapy and just stop avoiding things that I needed to process and deal with. Because I definitely have a problem of compartmentalizing things and just ignoring them and pushing them deep down inside of me so I don't have to think about them. <laughs> but obviously, 
that never works and it all catches up to you eventually hence why i ended up in the psychiatric hospital and as hard as it is to face those things it makes you feel even worse trying to avoid them so i'm proud of myself for facing the hard things and just dealing with my shit because i want to feel better i don't want to feel like this forever and that's the only way to feel better um obviously i also went through a breakup this year which i did not foresee (laughs) well actually i did kind (laughs) of foresee that but i'm not going to talk about that too much because i made an entire episode about that last week but i am very proud of myself for how i've worked through that these past few months in the aftermath of all of that i really got my shit together and got back on my feet very quickly and basically packed up my entire life and started over and did it very successfully i am proud of myself for finally putting myself first and really taking care of myself and my needs and i have a cozy new apartment that i've made my own i have new friends who i love dearly and old friends that i have never felt closer to and overall i'm just proud of myself for not being complacent anymore and standing up for myself and really just recognizing what i deserve and not settling for anything less than that which is tremendous growth on my part i've come a long way Um, And I think some of my goals I have for this upcoming year are to just continue putting myself first, continue working on myself, keep healing, keep making new friends, and deepening my friendships with the women that I already have in my life. I also want to put less pressure on myself to find a partner because I do get anxiety about like finding my person and I always have thoughts of what if I don't find my person? What if I don't find them soon enough to start a family when I really want to? What if I'm alone for a really long time? What if I never have my own family? What if I never fall in love again or find the love of my life? And it like haunts me (laughs) and I need to chill out because I am 22 years old and I know I'm going to look back one day and be like, Jesus Christ, lady, like why were you so worried about all that? Because everything's going to work out and I just do not need to stress about that at all. And I know I need to focus on the present and focus on myself and loving myself and taking care of myself and giving all that love I have for other people to myself too. Because I also don't know how much time I will have alone. I could find the love of my life tomorrow and this could be the last time that I really have this time to just completely focus on myself. And I should really cherish it because maybe I won't ever have this time to fully focus just on me again. And the same thing goes for work. I always just out about things like, okay, I was super successful this year, but what if that was just a one-time thing and this was the most successful year I'll ever have? And what if next year it just crashes and I barely work and my modeling career just goes downhill? Then what do I do? And it is good to have backup plans, but I also just don't need to borrow so much trouble from the future about something that might not even happen. I might have another great year. I might find a brand new career that I'm super successful at this year. And it's good to plan for the future, but also I live too much in the future sometimes and worry so much about things that I can't control or things that might not even happen. So I definitely wanna work on just enjoying the present and taking my time with where I am right now because I also don't wanna look back in 10 years and be like, why did I waste so much of 
my early 20s freaking out about where I would be in five or 10 years, when in reality, everything will work out no matter what happens. So I think just focusing on what I can control, focusing on myself and just enjoying every moment of this phase of my life is definitely a goal of mine for this next year. Just staying present. Um, honestly, I <laughs> I also just feel like I need to get out more. <laughs> um, I'm such a homebody and I rarely go out on weekends, especially in the winter. I kind of just hibernate in my little depression cocoon. So I know it would be very good for me to go out and meet people and dance around and enjoy myself a little bit more because when I do make myself go out, I never regret it. It's almost always worth it and I usually have a great time and I do myself a little bit of a disservice by staying in every weekend because I also live in New York City in my early 20s. Like, of course I should be going out. Of course I should be meeting new people. Of course I should be dancing on elevated surfaces every weekend. So definitely going to try and be even more social this next year and just have a good time because in the grand scheme of things your early 20s are the time of your life like you're supposed to be having so much fun you're supposed to be meeting so many friends and just doing crazy shit and I feel like I need to do more crazy shit especially in New York City but yeah I mean overall a great year of growth um a lot of changes a lot of challenges a lot of success and yeah I'm just very excited for this next year because I have literally no idea what is in store for me and I feel like it might be something pretty great um but yeah I think I'm gonna wrap up this episode here I hope you guys had a great holiday I love you all so 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 much thank you so much for all your support of this podcast this year it really just really means the world to me and I love you guys so much but you know that and yeah I will see you next time